0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Man, we're going to be talking about some great stuff here on The Breakthrough. We'll be doing a little bit of teaching again as normal. And then who knows where we go from there. I just want to see a move of the Holy Ghost in the marketplace. So, awesome, awesome. What have we got here? We've got, uh, we've got, uh, let me know where you're from. We've got Perth. We've got regional Queensland. We've got Brisbane. Morning, Daniel. Morning, Rachel. Morning, Catherine. Just make sure you let me know where you are around this fine country or possibly even this fine planet uh, because uh, because it's good for me to engage. It's awesome. Melbourne, awesome. Morning, Stephen. It's good to get up and uh, get into the Word of God, I reckon. There's not much better than that. Keep your comments coming, guys. There's a big delay, I think, today between when I see you make a comment there and when it comes up on my screen. All good. So this morning, we are talking about a somewhat contentious issue, right? I've called this one Maslow's Hierarchy of Lies. Now, ha, what I love so much about this, I had lots of people message me and comment to me and mention things like... Um, man, that's a really provocative topic. And I'm like, yes. Um, (laughs) In marketing world, we would call that clickbait. (laughs) So um, who was, was, so Abraham Maslow was a psychologist. And um, we're not going back too far. He died in 1970. But basically he built a hierarchy of needs. And I actually learned about, Maslow's hierarchy of leads in like year 10 of high school uh, in study of society which was one stupid class that we had to take that I dreamed about running a business through but I do remember this this thing about Maslow and basically it's you know it's basically a pyramid with all of these different levels of needs that we have as a human and it starts at the bottom with you know the physiological needs like food and water and shelter and stuff like that And, and then it moves on relationships, esteem, and so forth. And at the very top, at the very top, and, and his teaching was you have to kind of get through one level to go to the next level. And I thought, well, that does not make sense when I read my Bible. See, as far as I can uh as far as I can understand, then then Abraham Maslow was not a man of God. And so his framework is different to mine. And at the very, very top of the pyramid, Maslow's The epitome for him was what he calls self-actualization. Self-actualization. Inherently, not a bad thing. You know, the, the, the brief explanation is fulfilling one's potential. And so again, this is okay. However, however, very subtly, either by intent or what it has become, It's focused on us. It's self-actualization. It's me and my needs and my outcomes. And so from his day forward to today, there are a lot of voices, almost prophetic voices. They're just not being prophetic for the kingdom of God. There are big voices in the marketplace today who have taken Maslow's concept and brought it into the real world but the way it's pitched today is basically the best thing you can attain in your life is self-actualization today's word happiness happiness and i think it's a huge mistake like i like literally literally i think that i have heard it all Um, i heard the other day on a podcast just do what makes you happy just do what makes you happy like that, that is the barometer of success, according to some people in the marketplace today. I also heard somebody say, life is too short to do things that you don't love. Well, newsflash, life is actually incredibly long if you do it right. But imagine going through the worldview of life is too short to do things you don't love, right? Pursue happiness. What about this one? This was somebody who said you need to make so much money that you can remove the things that don't bring you happiness. Really? So we so so now we're gonna try and use money as a, a way of becoming an island unto ourselves so that we don't need of anybody? See, this concept of happiness is this is a subtle deviation because it takes our eyes off the things of the kingdom and puts them on ourselves. And even today, as I stand here, we have enough self-seeking, self-interest gospel being preached in the West today, and we don't need any more. If you're with me with that, put an emoji somewhere in the chat. If you are with me, that we do not need any more gospel teaching sermons focused on self then do me a favor and put some sort of emoji in the comments or in the chat for me because I want to hear that you're picking up what I'm putting down. All right. So, so, so here we've got this culture, right, of, you know, the best thing you can do with yourself is be happy. And yet my Bible warns me. It warns me against living like that. So all of these marketplace people who don't know God, who are putting this content out into the ether are fooling people. And and sometimes we can, sometimes it's very easy to put our eyes on the things of the world instead of the things of God. And before you know it, it changes our entire conversation inside of our head and robs me of the very things God's got for me. Listen to this. 2 Timothy 3, 2, right? This is... I want a war against this culture that the best thing you need to strive in your life for is happiness. See, this is uh, this is Paul's letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 2 to 4. It says this, For men will be lovers of themselves, <laughs> lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That is the only outcome that you will achieve when your focus is my own happiness. The focus, it seems so right. It seems so right until you go down that journey and then you become one or some or all of these things. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient, unholy, unloving, forgiving, haughty, headstrong. And before you know it, the very love you had for God when you first started gets stolen and you get to put it on yourself. Philippians 2.4 says, let each of you look out not only for your own needs, but look out for the needs of others. We're starting to get a picture here of actually my own happiness is not the be-all and end-all. See, think about it this way. See, Ananias focused on himself, right? When he withheld after selling land and he just literally died, Cain was rebuked when it came time to give an offering because he was more interested in himself than he was in the kingdom of God. And my Bible tells me that he's more blessed to give than to receive. These two cultures are at war. These two cultures are at war. And I am seeing marketplace believers every single day shift over to this lie that it's all about their own happiness. And my Bible warns me. All right, what about this? (laughs) What about this? Paul saying, I consider my life worth nothing to me. And he went on to live a very content life. See, see, Paul leaves clues here on how we can live a life that is truly content, all right, truly content. And it is not, it is not through giving ourselves everything we want and focusing on us Guys, if you're liking this and you're liking this teaching so far, do me a favor. Subscribe. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Facebook, uh, then like the page. If you're on LinkedIn, subscribe. Guys, I'm going to be putting these out every single Thursday morning on random topics all over the place. And uh, and, and and we're going to be doing this for I don't know how long, but I'm certainly enjoying the outlet. If you're on Insta right now, Hit follow, all right? I need more followers on Insta. Do me a favor, come over Insta and hit follow. All right, here we're going, right? So so I've basically tried to draw a picture for you between the fake life of happiness, right? And the gospel life of service. So I want to pitch it to you that you are, you're in front of two roads. There are two roads actually to happiness, There's the short road and there's the long road. The short road is easy. The short road to happiness is just do what feels good. When something is not right, just don't do it. Cut it out of your life. Cut relationships, cut marriage, cut family, cut, 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 cut. cut. Don't worry about all of that. Your happiness is absolutely paramount. That is the short road to happiness. The downside of that road, though, when you arrive there, is it is a circumstantial happiness. It is driven by stimuli all of the time. And so because it's circumstantial and not in your control, the only way you can stay in that place of happiness is to trump your level of happiness continually. So what you find that makes you happy, you need to do more of it and more often. The problem is after you do it that much, it now doesn't make you happy. So you've got to find a new thing and do it more until you're happy and then find a new thing. And I'm sure you've met people recently who are always onto the new thing and they can't stick to anything because they're trying to trump this happiness feeling because it's impossible to stay there in a world that actually wants to rob you of happiness and that you, and you've made that your end game. You have to stay in this rat race cycle, rewarding yourself with things that gratify the flesh. Let me tell you, that's the short road. That's the easy road. And sadly today, it's probably the common road. I want to outline a different road that ends to happiness. The difference though, is that there is a big stop on the way there. And that stop that you have to go on to get to the long road of happiness is called fulfillment. See, when, if you shift your focus on I'm pursuing happiness to I'm, I'm pursuing fulfillment, happiness becomes the byproduct of stopping off at fulfillment. So, So how do we do this thing called fulfillment? Well, Paul gives us a whole bunch of ideas, right? Paul gives us a whole bunch of examples of how we live in a place of fulfillment And it wars at the very culture, the very modern day culture of going for happiness. Because what the Bible tells us, it says, is if we actually have a decision to serve other people, then we will be fulfilled by nature. So if we serve others, if we prefer others over ourselves, if we focus on building God's kingdom first, giving, sacrificially, laying down your life and laying down your own agenda, then actually the byproduct of that life is fulfillment and happiness that is not circumstantial. So when you get to that place, no longer do you have to worry no longer are you worried about what the stock market does. No longer are you worried about what people say to you. No, no longer are you worried about how your Instagram posts perform. No, you're just not worried about this month's thing. And this, You, you, you live in a place where you are centred. And now you don't have to reward yourself with fleshy, self-gratifying things to boost your own happiness. You're just happy. Now when, now, when you want to reward yourself, when you're in that place of fulfillment, when you have arrived at fulfillment and happiness because you took the long way round and you took the long road to get there, then when you add on the things, the toys, the rewards, the lifestyle choices, the fun things, they just, um, they're, they're there to be enjoyed and they're not, not there to pump you up. See, see, when you take the short road and you enjoy those things and you reward yourself, you have to, but they give you a shot in the arm in terms of happiness. When you take the long way around and you go through fulfillment to get to happiness and then you reward yourself with nice things, treats, enjoyments, holidays, cars, whatever, at that point, it doesn't give you a shot in the arm. You can just enjoy them for what they are and they don't add or detract from your life when they are there or when they are not there. And that is the most wholesome place to be in when it comes to rewarding yourself. So I guess you and I are left with a choice. Do we take the short road? Do we take the short road and just continually live like a hamster on the wheel trying to boost ourselves up and fake it till we make it and keep putting on a facade of the smile and the cheery and the hashtag entrepreneur life with the bling and the look like, but actually behind closed doors, you're miserable. So now you've got to do more stuff to boost yourself up, to get you out there. That is one choice that you are given today. But actually there's the long road, which is the opposite, which is what Paul said. I lay down my life. I count my life worth nothing. I'm here to serve others. And in that place, going back to Maslow, going back to that place, I can be without food and without shelter, like Paul was, shipwrecked, beaten. I can be without self-esteem. I can be without loving relationships because I can be in prison on my own and I can still live out my greatest potential. And so no longer do you need the structure of Abraham and his little Maslow's hierarchy. What you actually need is just to make a decision today that actually in dying to self, you will be raised up as a new creation. And in that place, you will live a life of sacrifice and service and fulfillment and happiness. Guys, if I have... uh, if I have spoken into your life today and you have decided right now that you are gonna take the long road, I want you to post in the comments for me right now, I'm taking the long way around. I'm taking the long way around. It is a decision that you are gonna to have to make every single day that you decide to take the long way around. It's gonna be so easy. It's so easy and in the moment, there's gonna be so many tests that literally wanna stop you taking the long road of dying to self and serving others and serving the kingdom and pointing glory back to God. That is a test that's gonna come every single day because it's gonna wanna steal you and and the lure is to go for the short-term journey of happiness, your own self-seeking, self-centered happiness. But I wanna say to you, you need to make a decision that I'm I'm taking the long way around. I'm taking the long way around. I'm taking the long way around. Guys, do me a favor, share this out. Hit the share button so that more people can see it. Like my page, subscribe to my channel. It is important to me that we can amplify this message as much as we can. And of course, use the tools of 2020. You know, just one of the things that I quite secretly like right here is that I hear all these conspiracy theories about how Facebook is the Antichrist and he doesn't like God. Well, sucked in, Facebook, because here I am preaching about that God that you don't like. And you can cancel my account tomorrow, but you haven't canceled it for the people that heard my message today. My God is bigger than your God. So, 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 so here we are. It is a decision every single day that you are going to have to make. If you're sitting there right now, I want to pray for you. If you're sitting there right now and you're saying, you know what? You know what? I need help to take the long road. If you're sitting there and you're like, "Yeah, you know what? I feel that tension. I want to go for short-term self-seeking. You know, but 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 I actually want to take the long road. If you're feeling that tension, then I want to pray for you right now. By the way, you don't have to worry. Nobody's seeing you. We're not on live stream. You are in your car, your house, wherever you are. But if that's you, I just literally want you to raise your hands wherever you are, and I am going to preach for you, pray for you here this morning. Father God, I just want to I want to lift up everybody that's got their hands raised to you right now, Lord. And I want to hold them before you. And I want to speak over their lives that the tension that they may feel will fall away. Father God, Holy Spirit, I pray you give them a revelation of just how full their life will be when it is a total and permanent commitment to pursuing the things of the kingdom. God, you tell us in scripture that you do not want to share your glory with any man. And we don't want to share it with you either. Help us take our eyes off ourselves. Help us stop seeking our own glory and help us, Lord, point all that glory back to you. Help us take our eyes off self. Help us put our eyes on chasing down the things of the kingdom, loving ourselves And loving our neighbor because God we know in that place that's going to be the place that we achieve fulfillment and ultimate happiness. Father God I hold these people up and I say that tension that lure from the enemy that the enemy putting temptation in front of these people to steal them away from a life of fulfillment to a short-term gratification of happiness. I say stand down, devil, because your time is up, and we remove any authority in these lives that you think you have. Your deceitful games are finished in the name of Jesus Christ. I say loose and cut off and draw back your plan from messing with our lives in Jesus' name. Rado, rado, rado. That's a bit of preaching up in here in this marketplace. Guys, if you want prayer for anything else, put it in the comments box, put it in the chat for me. Put it in the chat for me because I'm going to start praying for some people randomly. It doesn't matter what you want prayer for. You can either tell me or not tell me. But I'm going to start praying for you. Why? Because I love to see miracles in the marketplace. I'll tell you a cool story. We had an event last week uh, on the Gold Coast, maybe 30 odd business people together. And as we always do, uh, on the second morning, we had a prayer meeting. We got around uh, we got around some people. I just felt a, a real need for, some, for healing miracles to take place. This is before we get into the hardcore business stuff. Please understand, I'm a hardcore businessman. Don't ruin my brand by trying to make me a preacher. This is just me being obedient. So on the second morning, we have a healing meeting and we get around some people. Anyway, this lady comes up to me at the end of the day. Oh, Beth, gotta love Beth. Beth is an absolute gem, she says. I am 99% pain-free from our prayer meeting this morning and I thank God for his healing mercy that is mind-blowing. Well, uh, my daughter is having fits. Please pray. Well, Father God, we just lift up Phil's daughter to you right now and we say that that is not okay. We speak life into her body in Jesus' name and we say... Whatever is causing those fits come out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no power and no authority to stay inside that body. We cast you back to the pit of hell where you came from. Father God, we ask, we ask that your healing grace race through her body right now and bring her body into alignment. And we speak over her life that fits, stop, now, in your name, Jesus, we make that claim. Amen. All right, I would love prayer for two businesses that I'm starting. Lord Jesus, we just hold those two opportunities up for you right now. And we ask that you breathe on them. Breathe on those two businesses, please, Lord. Father, I pray for divine appointments, divine meetings in the next coming days, weeks, and months where she will go out and meet people, and they'll be they'll be able to open doors and new opportunities and cash flow and business will come. And Father God, I pray as that happens, she will realize that you are the provider, You are actually the provider of all good things and then she'll give that praise back to you. Father God, I pray for multiplication, right? And a slingshot strategy to be downloaded in her mind where she can see that I can go from here to here in a very short amount of time and point that glory back to you. Father God, we just pray for somebody who's making a, a new hire right now. I even, as I'm praying, Father God, I pray that there will just be an increased sense of peace over one of the recruits and an anxiety over the incorrect one. Lord Jesus, I pray for those feelings to be magnified, a real feeling of peace over one and an angst over the other. And Father God, we will call that clearly you speaking about which hire to make. Lord Jesus, I pray for Facebook ads and Google ads. The way I look at it is that if you can talk through Balin's ass, you can talk through a social media post. So Father, we lift those social media posts up to you right now and we say, Lord, you are bigger than an algorithm. You are bigger than a platform. You are bigger than some code on a server rack somewhere. And so we ask that those ads... Whether whether it's the right targeting or it isn't, I pray those ads get into the news feed and get the attention of the people that need to see them. Lord Jesus, I ask that you send out an army of angels to minister to the right people to see Catherine's post at the right time in Jesus' name. Well, Lord, Father, we just see here that we've got a a prayer request from Mark who's launching a kingdom business in the UK. My motherland. And I need to find the right contract packer, the right website developer, the right e-commerce product launch campaign. Lord Jesus, you you hear Mark's heart. And so we lift those needs up before you and we know that you know where those people are. So, Father God, all we do is we call them forward. We call forward the best candidates. We know, God, that you are the ultimate chess player. You play chess with 8 billion people a day. And you can make this come to pass because you know who they are. Father, I pray that Mark has eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that leaps when he meets the right people. In fact, Father, I just pray that randomly these people will reach out to him today in the next 24 hours and uh, and that'll be nothing short of a miracle in the marketplace. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. So Amanda's asking for prayer for us to handle the workload in the lead up to Christmas. You know, Father, this is that kind of time of the year where we can be weary. Uh, We've pushed all year. This year has had an emotional uh, layer as well. But Father God, I just pray for a supernatural energy for Amanda and her team. Even just an infilling again from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit over Amanda's life. Even just a supernatural energy that even as I'm speaking is rising up inside of her where she's seeing... I've got this. I've got four, I've got five more weeks inside of me of passion, of energy, of leadership. And what's going to happen is that's going to overflow into the team. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now that the burdens and the heavy things that Amanda's carrying, that she doesn't need to carry, fall away, releasing her to be nimble and sharp and focused and light as she goes around these last four weeks of business. And I want to pray one more thing for my friend in West Australia who's got a prayer request for supply issues from overseas. Devil, you've got no power and no authority to mess with his business in Jesus' name. Where you're causing division and friction and putting a spanner in the works to slow down this supply to affect his business, we say loose it right now in the name of Jesus Christ you have no power and no authority to mess with the supply chain for his business we say release over those supplies right now and and free movement into australia so that he can supply his customers get his cash flow and do what he needs to do to advance the kingdom of god lord jesus it is such a privilege that you called us to be above principalities and powers and rulers and we do not want to take for granted the position that you have us Uh, In heavenly places. And we use that place of authority and we use that position to occupy until you come back. And Father God, we stand down the enemy. We revoke the enemy. We push back the enemy. Why? Because you gave us that authority. Amen. Well, guys, do me a favor share this. Hit the share button. It'll go out. More people will see it. It'll stay up. They'll be able to see it over the coming hours, days, and weeks like, like my pages and subscribe to my channel. It would mean the world to me if you did that for me. Hey, what was the number one thing that jumped out to you on this business breakthrough? Put it in the comments for me. I've got a flight to Sydney later. I'm gonna sit and read all the comments and reply to all the comments because I wanna engage with you guys. Love you guys heaps.